It is great to have you on the Family Goals Podcast with Davey Pollock and Pastor Jay. I'm Joel and Howes, and on this podcast, we want to encourage you to grow closer to God, to strengthen your marriage, and to inspire your family to reach its highest potential. In this episode, the guys discuss when Jesus calmed the storm and how we have two options when storms crash in our lives. Check it out. I made a significant decision this summer. What'd you make? After 48 years, I have officially retired from tennis. Oh, wow. I have been playing. You started when you were five? Five years old. Wow. Played tennis. My parents were really into tennis, and, and so I started playing tennis when I was five. Played my whole life. Played college. Been playing All Alta. American in college. Sorry. Need to add that. I appreciate you pointing that out for yep. me so I don't have to do that. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> All American. But one of the reasons we moved to Atlanta to start the church is because I knew Alta was big. Tennis yeah. was big. I've met so many people through tennis. I've been on these Alta teams, these USTA teams, for the past 18 years. And uh, this summer, after my senior season, which I'm in the seniors now, <laughs> by the way, <laughs> which is over 45. That's funny. And now I'm becoming a, <laughs> now I'm becoming an old person in the seniors. Because you got all these young forty-five-year-olds coming. But in. why do we? Why do we hang it up? Well, a couple of reasons, but the the main reason is I'm into golf. Ah, I'm really, I've gotten obsessed with golf. Are you? Any, it, are you any good? And I'm on these teams. I'm trying to be. Okay, so you that it's, it's the pursuit of golf. It's the pursuit. Life, liberty, and the pursuit. No, of golf. he is good. Don't. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Right now, I'm about, a, I'm about an eight handicap for those people who understand Dang. golf. And I joined the club. Like, I've joined the – I mean, I'm playing, like, a couple times a week. You're all in. I'm all in. And You're so, all in. So, when I was on these teams, I was having to practice for tennis. Like, used to, I didn't have to practice. I could just show up to these matches. And <laughs> Well, now I'm showing up to these matches, I'm losing to Ooh. people that I shouldn't be losing to. And then I'm like, well, now i got to practice. But I would rather be practicing golf because in tennis, I can't get any better. Like – I can't be as good as I was back in college. No. Because I played four hours a day and all this high competition. And you were and, younger and yeah, your body was better. And yeah, I'm 20, I'm, I was 170 pounds, you yeah. know. And so my real decision is I have this goal of getting good in golf. Like I want to be like a, like a scratch, scratch, golfer. scratch golfer. That, yeah. That's what I'm going for. And so I've decided to retire from tennis and uh, focus on, on golf. See, in the past... I would have been like, why? Why would you do that? Why can't you just do both? But then you realize, as you get older, you realize, like, perspective, and you're, do I really want to? Like, it's the same with me with basketball. Do I want to play all the time to be really, really good? Because I need to dribble. I need to shoot. Like, I need to work on my craft if I want to be really, really good. Or do I just want to play for exercise? Like, I, I've kind of, I'm with you. I understand that. But like, it's kind of a... You're so competitive... Correct. You don't want to go out there and lose to somebody Correct. that you shouldn't be losing to. Correct. And that makes it where, okay, like, well, then I, I might as well this. just play golf. Yeah, I can't do this. I got you. Like, I can't, I can't be losing these guys. I got you. Respect. So, I respect that. You respect it. I respect so, that. You just uh, better beat the crap out of people in golf now. Well. Just let me know when we're playing. I'm, I'm in to go play. Golf is it's such a different sport because other sports, like in, say, basketball, if you're not shooting good, you can still play defense, you can rebound, you can hustle, you, can, you yep. can distribute the ball to other people. You know, in golf, if you're not playing good, it's not like you can run to the next ball. It's not like, like you can, well, I'm just going to hustle. It's, it, it's dumb. It's because almost you like can the harder you try, try the, the harder is stupid. it is. That makes absolutely no sense. It's, it's a, it's a, it's, I, one of my buddies said the other day, he said, he said golf is 90% mental, 50% everything else. 
<laughs> I'm doing the math. I'm trying to figure that one out. Hey, I, you know what? <laughs> if I if I if I just went to the range and hit drivers mm-hmm. and tee shots and got good off the tee, or if I had somebody that hit my tee shots, I could be a scratch golfer. I could be a. So you saying you have a good short game? I can. I'm not going to three putt in a round ever. Putting is. Putting requires nothing besides hand-eye coordination. You bring it back, you bring it forward. There's no mechanics. There's no inside-out. There's no all this crap you got to think about. You just line up and you putt the ball. That's easy. Chipping is not hard. You just bring your arms back a little bit and bring them forward. But when you got to do all the things together and bring it all the way up is when the ball, it goes really south for me. Well, the more movement you get going, the more chance that something's not going to be aligned. So, So, like you said, putting, short little movement, chipping, short. Yep. I'm all up in my head on putting right now. I, it's like I get all nervous and I can't. <laughs> and that's like, another thing about it's golf. It's like my arms are locking up. Golf like, is mental. What is for the big sure. deal? You're I, right about that. I changed my putter grip three times. Have you changed putters yet? I've seen people change putters like it's going out of. St- I got a buddy that I play with that I've played with some before in the past that literally would play with different putters different days of the week. Yeah. I'm like, it's not the putter. It's it's all mental. Yes. It's it's, it's all in your head. So I need to go. I need to go beat you one day. That'd be fun. I'm sure. I'm sure you'd beat me. You you probably get all up in my head. I'm gonna get all trash. I'm gonna get a. I'm gonna get like. I'm gonna get a hammock. That'd be fun. Be a good episode. That'd Let's be do a, a golf episode. podcast. Yes. Let's I'm go play golf. Doubt. I'm gonna get a ha- hammock and record in his head. The whole thing. Swing back and hey, forth. Have y'all seen those? I, I know you probably walk. I don't drive. Yeah. There's no point in giving up two and a half miles because I, I play nine. Eighteen requires way too much mental focus. Have you seen these? Golf cart slash motorcycles. Those are yes, those I've are driven cool. them. Okay, that's what we Club. need to do. Can we get a video of me and Pollock going out and getting on? Can, would you do one of those? At what the Georgia can, Club, they have them at the Georgia. They Club? have them at the Georgia Club. You can use. Oh right. man, so I know, I know it's extra money, but we'll, we'll do it. That'd we'll be fun. It. That'd be a great episode. That'd be a great episode, yeah, and be it could episode. be me beating you in something. I mean, Which, I know, I know, I could wipe you off the face of the planet in tennis, but uh, yeah, and, and the last two times we we played. Pickleball, we Joe and I beat you in Wojat. You think you could beat me bad. in one-on-one in pickleball? Yes. Now, now that, zero now percent that I, chance. Now that I understand. <laughs> so zero percent. Zero point zero percent chance. Can we get this chance. on a podcast? Oh, oh man. You cannot I mean, beat me in pickleball. How many times did we beat you last time? You, you kicked Wojak okay. out and brought your, brought eight, your buddy. Okay. Eight games Ross. in a row. Yeah, and then. Eight games in a row. Brought okay. your buddy. Okay, okay. And, let's, and, let's, let's, let's. Woj well, is here, which I feel really <laughs> fortunate I about. I do not play pickleball. Okay, or any thank you. Any sport, so... Was the, um, was, let me ask y'all a question. Did y'all feel good about yourself picking on Woj and hitting the ball right at Woj every time? Which, again, had a racket sport. Joe, and you, you, can, you can answer, by the way. Dude. Slim Shady, you can I answer. I felt great, man. Man, I, I left great. there feeling like... Oh, <laughs> man. That car man. ride back home, we're like, dude, we smoked them. Yeah, like, that let's, was great. let's go get some lunch. And y'all let's, should. Let's y'all, go y'all celebrate. Did, did you feel... There was a beatdown of epic proportions. Did you feel good about yourself? Because you literally just attacked... I felt great. Yeah. I felt <laughs> great. It was kind of like mixed doubles. There's a 0% chance you yeah. could beat you me one-on-one. One. You hit it to the girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's dirty. <laughs> that hurts. That hurts. But I'll take it. Hey, I know my role. Uh, I was the weak link in that, and so that's perfectly yeah. fine. Yeah. So, well, I hadn't played pickleball since then. I haven't either, but it doesn't but, uh, matter. I have another thought, but I'm a, we need to jump in. Okay. We, we need to jump, jump in. All right. So I, have I, you, I like those two episodes: golf and then pickleball. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Have you heard of tech ball? No. This is crazy. I love new sports. I'm all in. 
Okay. Check bowl. It's a curved ping pong table with a plexiglass net on a beach with a soccer ball, and oh. you can't use your hands or arms. It's literally headers back and forth. It's headers. It's, it's, it's feet. People serving with their knees. How do you get? I saw it the other night. It's like, what is this? How far is the net? It's just, it's a ping pong table. It's like a ping pong table curved, but solid. And the soccer ball bounces over. Oh, Dave, you, you've had it. And it's like, it's like volleyball. It's like volleyball. No, never seen this. You get three hits, but you can do two hits in a row. So you can set yourself up and make a header. It's the craziest thing I've ever yeah. seen, but it's an international yeah. sport. Like they, Tech ball. It was like USA T- versus T- Brazil. Yeah. T-E-C-H. T-E-Q. Uh, T-E-Q ball. Okay. I'd yeah. love to see you play this. Oh. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I mean, we've already seen spike ball. Yeah, but you can use your oh. hands in spike ball. <laughs> that was a destruction, too, by the way. Yeah, I'm, I'm not Joe. gonna lie, you you don't, wore sad on that, but you, but Jolin, don't bring me don't, into this. Yeah, Jolin is is good. He's he's the he won the intramural championship down at Georgia College. It's like years being the world's fast. It's like being the world's fastest elephant, winning the uh, intramurals mm-hmm. in Georgia College. He's been it was it was easy. He's played yeah. some tournaments. Yeah. He, he's he's brought home some hardware. I bet bet me and Wojak can take you and your partner in spike ball. Yeah, man, Woj can play spike ball. Woj can actually yeah. play spike ball. Yeah. Again, 0% chance. Get Mashburn. All right. Mashburn's we, we, pretty good. We would good. destroy him. We would destroy y'all. Okay. Well, Pickleball, golf, and spike ball. Let's just have a day. That's a, that's a great day, a by the way. On, dude. We, do, we do that. Me and Scott do that with uh, two, two buddies that are in college. We do a decathlon every year and pick basketball, ping pong, cornhole, 400-meter dash, like punt, pass, kick, like pick 10 events we have to agree on. So back when I was a young man in my athletic prime, like you 20, had an athletic in the twenties, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I thought that was a great idea. Like I wanted to organize. I'm always thinking of like creative ideas or things to do that would be fun. But I thought it'd be great to have like a tournament. You get a partner and everybody puts like you know hundred bucks in entry fee, and you have ten events. And so the weekend, and it's it's you have a partner, so you play tennis, you play golf, you play home run derby. You have all these contests, ping pong, you know, basketball, and, and the winner, winner take all. You know what I mean? There, there's a point system. Like, you get so many points for winning, so many points for second, so many points for third. And you spend the whole weekend with your buddies playing all of these sports, and this is kind of a winner, winner take all. Wouldn't that be a blast? Oh, man. I'm writing it down. I mean, I'm a, I'm a little old at, at this point. But I mean, I could get... Well, can you get... I mean, you, it could become a that could be like a money maker. It could, maybe that could be could a do fundraiser. The foundation. the foundation fundraiser. Like like so so you do do nine holes of golf, best ball, two guys, okay. home run derby, Ooh, like two that. on two basketball, tennis. But now you got pickleball, pickleball. spike ball, pickleball. Don't do tennis. Do pickleball. Tech tech, tech ball. ball. <laughs> oh man, it could be awesome. And can, can we we can put on this event? We could put yeah. this event on, make some money. Foundation, could make some on. money for the foundation, Come on, Come and then on. you find out, and then you, then you deem it the greatest athlete on the planet, or the greatest greatest duo on the and planet. Then you greatest duo you on win your own you foundation you make, tournament, oh, you, and you and make then, a belt. You get you make a big you, belt. You make your own belt. Oh yeah, oh man. <laughs> hey, you would have people coming out of the woodworks for this most like, dynamic duo in the country. <laughs> 
That's it. Oh, that's awesome. Okay. That's oh, this is this is good. This is good stuff. You want to dive in on the Bible story <laughs> today? Right, we, we went off on some sports today. So I think you're gonna like this story. Let me be the judge of that. Jesus calms the storm. And we're talking about Bible stories. Three of the four gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke record this story. So, so you know it's important if three of the four include it. And uh, Mark tells us this occurred in the evening, and uh, we, we assume it was in Peter's fishing boat. And they're actually on their way uh, to the, uh, of course, I'm Southern, Jacinarines. Say it <laughs> fast. Jacinarines, <laughs> where Jesus heals the the demoniac man that he had the demon legion possessed, of demons. Yeah. So they're on their way somewhere. This storm happens. Jesus is sleeping. They go, they're freaking out. They think they're going to die. They go wake Jesus up. Jesus says, oh, you little faith. And then he, he calms the storm. He, he calms the winds and he calms the waves. The, the first lesson I was thinking is that there's a lesson in the journey because they were on their way to do ministry. They're on their way somewhere, and this happens during the journey. There, there's a lesson in the journey. So, so our journey, we, we might be on this journey to win the state championship. We might be on this, this journey to raise godly kids, or we might, you know, there, there's a lesson in, in the journey. What lessons can we learn from this story? The storms of life do not equal wrongdoing. They didn't do anything wrong. I mean, in fact, they were doing ministry. They, they were going to do ministry, and the storm just comes out of nowhere. And I think so many times people say, well, you must have done something wrong for something bad to happen in your life. No, bad things just, I mean, it's part of life. It's part of sin. Like, we live in a very sinful, broken world. Bad things happen to good people. Like, bad happens to everybody. You didn't do something wrong is why you have a storm in your life. Now, sometimes you do. I mean, so, I mean yeah, you sometimes go, you cause those storms. Sometimes 100%. you cause those storms, and you yeah. reap what you sow. Yeah. So you go rob a bank, and you get shot, or you get thrown, and you, you reap what you sow. But, but just because you have a storm in life doesn't automatically mean you did something wrong. Uh, the second thought I had is that storms of life happen to everyone. Oh, but the storm is coming. The storm... And we've often said that either you're in a storm, you're about to be in a storm, or you're coming out of a storm. Like, no, because it's just, just a part of life. The reason I thought that you might like this, I, I was thinking about your head injury and the, the storm of life that, that you went through. James says, consider, consider it all joy when you go through a storm. Consider it pure joy. Like, yep. it's pure joy because God is using it to, to shape our character, to, to grow us, uh, to develop us, to to help us be who he wants us to be. The other thought I had, the storms of life test our faith. Are you going to run to God? Or define, yeah. Are you going to run run to God or run away from God? I've seen, of course, in the church, I mean, people go, uh, everybody goes through storms. I love to see people run to God in the storm. But I've also seen people run away from God. I've seen people, you know, they go through a difficult time. they, They just can't get over it. Start questioning. Start questioning God, question their faith, never come back to church. All, all because they, they went through something in life, and it's like bl- blaming God for it to happen. 
I think our faith is not tested in the clear skies and the still waters. Our faith is tested in the storm. And, of course, I could quote a little ice ice baby right here. <laughs> but it's hard to test our faith when we're rolling in our 5.0 with our rag top down so our hair can blow. Yep. Because if I, everything's I think, going good, it's, it's... I think that's... The first thing I wrote down is the storm isn't as big as you think. Mm. Because, like, it, pe- the disciples are flipping out. Everybody's flipping out. The storm's... I'm seeing the storm and the wind and the rain and... Jesus is sleeping. So how big is the storm really? Like, I think it's how we view it. Like, do we view it like this is, this is a huge mountain we have to climb? Like, this is enormous. This is the biggest deal in the world. Or do you just, this is right where I'm supposed to be. Hmm. Yeah, sometimes we do, we do make mountains out of molehills. We make like a, it's really we, not We make that a drizzle a into a tornado. Yeah. I mean, we're dying and we need to go to the shed for goodness sakes, right? Yeah. Have you ever heard uh, Eye of the Storm by Ryan Stevenson? Mm -mm. It's one of the best songs you'll ever hear in your life. And every time I'm in a storm or every time life is hitting me with something, I go in the shower and I play that song as loud as I can. You have a radio in the shower? No, I bring my phone right next to the the, the shower. Why do you go in the shower? I don't know. It calms me. It's just a place where I get hot water and I sit down and I pray and I listen to that song and it just hits you right upside your head, man. Mm. But it just talks about the eye of the storm, you remain in control. And it just talks, God's in control. God's in control. And I've said it to so many people when they're struggling with things or going through things. I'm like, just go find a quiet spot and listen to this song. Because you're going through a storm, but God's in control. That, that may be the one thing that somebody needed to hear from this podcast today is go listen to that song, yeah. Eye of the Storm. Whatever, whatever, whatever your storm is, big, big or small, that's good. That, that is good. I, lo- I love how Jesus says, oh, ye of little faith. Because they had been following Jesus for a while, and he's been doing all of these miracles, and he's been doing all these things. Like, have y'all haven't figured this thing out yet? I <laughs> <laughs> like, like, don't get it, but hold on. Yeah. <laughs> what are y'all worrying about? Like, yeah. what's, the, what's the big deal? Why, hey, why did y'all wake me up? Like, yeah. what y'all doing? The winds and the waves obey him. That's some powerful stuff. What, what do we do in the storm? I think there's some good lessons when you are going through a storm. Number one is running Jesus. I mean, they go to Jesus. They go wake him up. And yeah. So I think we've got to go to God in the storm. The other thing uh, I wrote down was uh, staying together in the boat. Like instead of jumping ship yeah. when the storms come. I, I, so, so quickly people jump ship. Like, hey, whether, whether that's uh, in their marriage or on a team or in a business venture, like, hey, we're all going to go through storms. We're going to go through. Why? Why are you jumping ship? Because it's like, easier. Like let's just stay. Let's stay together and work it out. Like, we, like you and I, we're going to have some arguments. We're going to have some disagreements. We don't just jump ship because we had one little argument. It's like, hey, let's work this thing out. Let's stay together. We're we're in this thing together. Would right? you Would you say that that's what the world does now, though, and teaches us if it gets hard? Yeah, I'll find a different job. I can't, I can't play this. I'll quit. I'll go find something else I'm good at. I mean, that's... The world has become the epitome. The transfer portal <laughs> is the epitome of this. Oh. oh, it's unfair. I'm not starting or I'm not getting enough playing time, so I'm going I'm to transfer. And by the way, I went to college at the University of Georgia, which was 45 minutes from my house, and I wanted to come home. 
I was homesick because new atmosphere, new environment, new coaches, new things that I did. I wasn't sure of. I didn't know how to handle. After a year, I knew where the library was. I didn't know where the library was, but I knew where the <laughs> I knew where the dining hall was. I, I, I knew where study hall was. Like. I knew what to expect from my coaches. Now I go into year two and it's like, all right, I'm good. But year one, if I could have pulled the ripcord in a heartbeat, I told my parents, I'm right down the road. I'm like, I just want to come home. I miss you guys. I'm we're 45 minutes down the road. What are you talking about? Like you have to go out and experience those things and experience hurt, experience loss, experience struggle. Like, and now we're like, okay, this is difficult but I'm learning how to keep my footing. I'm learning how to put one foot in front of the other. I'm learning how to handle difficult things. I'm learning. I had to learn how to handle difficult coaches. I had a very difficult coach that was all up in my stuff and said things I didn't like and I didn't want to hear. So what? That's life. You might have a boss like that one day that tells you difficult things. You're going to have negative people that you work with that you're going to have to deal with, right? Like all that stuff yeah. is, is life. But if we don't, if we're not forcing ourselves, if we're not going to stick with something long enough, I'm not going to get that lesson. I'm not going to yeah. learn that. It shouldn't even be an option. Like you, you should. I don't. You know, I'm not this expert in college football, but to me, it shouldn't even be an option. Like, don't even give an option. I mean, maybe after year three, or, or when you graduate, after you've been there four years or three years, and you graduate. Well, they had that that grad transfer yeah, rule was fine. Yeah, I, I was okay with fine. that. Three, or, you stayed three or four but, years. You graduated. Now you move on to an environment that you can go to. You've already been through the hard stuff. But here's the thing: I'll take one year, Pastor Jay. I'll take one. Make them stay. The, as soon as the season starts, the transfer portal closes. Yeah. It's closed. We're not doing business. After the season, open it up. So be it. But I went through a year of hard. I went through a year of grind. I went through a year of developing new things, new skills, trying something for a whole year. And if I can't do it and I don't want to be there, it's a toxic atmosphere. The coaches sold me a bill of goods. Go somewhere else. Yeah. But not six weeks. Which it's become so much about the money and not so much about developing the person. And I love those commercials. 98% of college athletes don't go pro. Yeah. And, but sports is so good because it teaches so many. And all the things you just mentioned, you lose out on all of that stuff if you just quit and transfer. Well, and it used to be I recruit a kid and I spend the first year de-recruiting him. Because I told him how great he is, how awesome he is, and now I got to bring him back down to earth. Now I got to bring him down and, and punch him in the face and make him tough, make him make him understand they got to work for everything, work for everything. Now you can't de-recruit him because if you de-recruit him, they're going to go home. So now it's mm -hmm. I'm still pumping you up. So there's more sense of entitlement. There's less I want to work for it. I want to grind for it. There's less I'm in your face. Which again, that could be a good thing too because there's a lot of negative coaches. There's a lot of um, dictator coaches that, that do things the wrong way, but there's also a shoot ton of coaches that do it the right way with love. But so I, I think that it just changes the way you coach too. Cause now you're coaching one foot in the portal, one foot out with these kids. And can I really tell them something that's really hard because I don't want them to leave. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. and I, if I actually, this is, this quote is absolutely perfect. I want to, I want to find it real quick. My buddy sent this to me the other day. Um, People who refuse to listen are eventually surrounded by people who have nothing to say. And people who refuse to listen are eventually surrounded by That's people good. who have nothing helpful to say. That's so true. So true.
if you apply this to life, if you're just going to transfer, you're going to bail, you're going to quit. You won't be married long. What if you quit on your marriage? I mean, so you won't easy, be it'd be so long. easy to quit on your marriage. It'd be so easy to quit on your kids. It'd be so easy to quit on your boss or your job or your profession. And then you, you're just bouncing around from one, one place to the next. And you, it's always somebody else's fault, too. <laughs> Maybe the divorce rate wouldn't be so high if we made them stick it out for a year yeah. after they're having problems. Yeah, stick it out. Have to out. go see counseling. But the rewards come from sticking it out. Yeah, 100%. The grass is not greener on the other side. It's greener where you water it. Yep, there you go. That's, that's good stuff. Good stuff. The other, the other thoughts I had... Um, Take it one day at a time. You know, if you're going through a storm, hey, God's mercies are new every morning. Let, let, let's just make it through the day. Let's just take it through take it through the day. The other thought I had, let's enjoy the journey. You know, they were on this journey for ministry, and the storms come, and they start freaking out and wake Jesus up. But, like, we're all on this journey. Let, let's enjoy the journey. There's going to be good times and bad times. Um. Any, any other thoughts on the storms? I, I think that when you're going through storms, you have to find ways to deal with it, and that consists of, to me, of making like those daily lists and those small goals, those small victories mm-hmm. that turn into big victories down the road, but you're focused. Like, it's just you're going through a hard time, and you're in a struggling, like, go work out. Like, there's a lot of science behind going and working out mm-hmm. and getting some stress out, but, like, make those small goals throughout the day that I'm going to, Work out, I'm going to, you know, text my kids, I love them, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z, but I'm going to have, like, three or four small goals so I get that sense of accomplishment. Like, as opposed to looking at always big, and it's a big storm, it's big this, like, let's make it out of day one. Like, let's do this on day one. And I think it, a lot of times, can help. That's good stuff. I think sometimes the storms blow us off course. Oh, yeah. And so we got to get back, whatever it is for you to get back on course and get back on track. Maybe that storm... Rocked your world. Yep. <laughs> and uh, time to get back get back in the channel. Thank you for listening to this week's Family Goals podcast with Davey Pollock and Pastor Jay. When big storms come crashing into our lives, we have two choices. Run to God or run away from God. Do not jump ship. Lean on God through the rough seasons of life. It is also so important to have the right people in your life that will be right there in the storm with you. Those foxhole friends. And our faith isn't tested when everything's going great and life is good. It's tested in the storm. So how faithful will you be when life hits you hard? And it's those tough times that grow and shape us into the men and women that God has created us to be. Thank you again for listening to the Family Goals podcast, and we'll catch you next week.